And welcome to a new episode of Digital Coffee. And I'm your host, Brett Dyster. You can please subscribe to Digital Coffee on all your favorite podcasting apps and leave a five-star review if you like this podcast. If not, let me know how it can do better for you. But this week, I'm going to be talking about a whole bunch of things. We're going to be talking about Warhammer 4K, Dark Tide being delayed. Yes, it's delayed. Meta raising its prices on VR, which we don't understand that. Also, some free games. And we're going to be talking about the next-gen AMD and NVIDIA GPUs. We're going to be talking about Diablo 4 beta rumors and everything else in between. All that is going to be interesting to talk about. But... And also the main topic or the hot topic is I'm going to be talking about Logitech's new (laughs) inclusive keyboard mouse and everything else and how woke does not actually make you profitable and leading with that hot take is going to be how Grand Theft Auto or Rockstar should stop trying to appease the woke mod at the same time. So let's get on with the show. Hope you have your coffee cups ready. Mm, that's good. Let's get on with the news and XC project. Red devs are farming a new studio working on an online ninja game. So think of, I guess, ghost of Dashimu a little bit, but in a different way. But it could be interesting given the pedigree of the studio they came from, regardless of what you think of Cyberpunk 2077. It is a very interesting game in general, but this could be interesting because, hey, we get to play ninjas again. It's going to be more based in feudal Japan using the Unreal 5 engine, so try and true engine that almost everybody uses. Also, it's going to include co-op, PvP, and PvE it tells the story of an invader that overthrows a ruling Shogun and established a new throne. This could be interesting given if it's open world and or not, but hey, a game set in feudal Japan with just swords, bows and arrows and everything is always fun in my, in my book. I always had fun with ghost of Tushimu. still play that game. It's a very fun game. Sucker Punch did a really good job. Hope it eventually comes to PC if it does, and hopefully they're making a second one of that one. But this also could be interesting. This could be our stopgap for not getting Ghost of Tushimu instead of doing this one. Instead, I'm all in favor of four. So here's hoping this is actually going to be a good game. All right, moving on to COD, Warzones, and Vanguard's. New skins is going to be in the Terminator 2 era. It's going to be the T-800 and T-1000 skins for this one. Now, it could be interesting and it could be fun. The problem I have with this is that they're really not going to be transferring over to Warzone 2 or Modern Warfare 2. So really, what's the point of buying this if they're not really going to be transferring over? That's the thing. They've already said that none of these skins transfer over to the second war zone so you're really just throwing away your money at this point even though i think the skins are really cool and they look great yeah I, it doesn't really make me want to go buy these skins at all if i have to go back and have warzone and warzone 2 installed that's a, that's a lot of game 
data in there. I mean, I think Warzone's over 200 gigs as it is. So if I had, so two games would be like 400 gigs, depending on how big Warzone 2 is going to be. It just really doesn't seem like a good idea to spend your money on something that's going to be obsolete in October. Yes, it's coming out in October. Supposedly, Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2 are coming out in October holiday season. So I spend my money just getting the Warzone or just waiting for Warzone 2, and hopefully they'll bring this stuff over maybe to Warzone 2. But right now, I, I really would buy anything in these skins there's just to me there's just no point all right moving on to uh, more news from the overwatch 2 beta and looks like first off is moira and her necrotic orb is going to be reverted it basically just it didn't quote unquote work with her kit it was they for them it felt too passive on this one and it just was not working at all they would they thought it'd be more high impact and it wasn't. And people would use it more for usually alts for the most part. Cause the necrotic or basically just made your alts feel useless when you got hit by it. So they're reverting it, which is a good, it, it, it's good in general because, and this is where I differ from a lot of people. I still think overwatch two is probably better for just team compositions and for doing more tactics with a bigger strategic mindset in it and in general and i feel like overwatch 2 kind of misses that mark and feels more tactics are better than the overall strategy of the game so there are differences with it but also people complain about the shield meta and it's a, it's a right complaint it's right it's rightfully said that just double shield was awful but the problem is is now we're just going to get all these extra like ability types of weakness or anti-healing we're just going to get a whole bunch of more of that instead which just makes it worse just in a different way i mean either going to have too much shields and you're just going to be shooting shields or you're just going to have anti all the time or weakened or whatever else they're going to put in it. So pick and choose your poison is probably the best way of saying it. All right, moving on to Warhammer 4k dark tide has been delayed until the end of fall. That's right. They actually updated this on their Twitter. It's basically saying that, well, it's a hard decision, but we've decided to push back the launch because of basically polish and whatever else. It's basically they want to improve in stability performance and make sure that each system is good enough when it comes out. I think a lot of developers have learned their lesson from Cyberpunk, from Battlefield 2042, from Vanguard a little bit, that when you kind of just basically come out with a half-baked game, gamers don't like it too much. We don't like spending our hard-earned money on things we have to wait for. We feel like it's more of a, we were testing out your ideas, which is fine if you want to do like an early access, like alpha type thing, which probably Battlefield 2042 probably should have done. But instead what we got was, it's a, it's a complete game, kind of. So am I mad they're doing this? No. 
it probably is the, for the best, but they will have technical tests and betas in the future. And you can sign up for this if you actually want to, which I like I said before, I'm fine with it. If that's what they need to actually make this a really good game, because they've already made Vermintide Vermintide 2, and those are actually really fun games from that developer as well. So hey, I'm all in favor of if they're like, look at, we just need to have more time to make sure that this game is the best we can make it. Then I'm like, all right. Man, I mean, you're going to get more time. So not much I can do in, at all. So it is what it is. All right, moving on to, well, an interesting thing that Meta's doing with their VR units. First of all, VR isn't really the most lucrative sector in the gaming industry. A lot of people aren't really buying into it. The problem is that most of them are expensive. The Quest 2 is not actually too bad. There's not a lot of games for it. And the, the point of it is that they were trying to make a marketing argument saying this is going to be great. You're going to feel more immersed. And you don't really feel more immersed to a certain extent. You can only do so much within the VR space. And also they're expensive, like I said before. That's the other that's the huge thing. There are a few standout games in the VR one beat saber is one of them i think there's a few other ones but beat saber is the only one that really comes to mind that's a very interesting one and that's really about it but apparently meta's like dude we're losing money what we really should be doing is raising the cost of of the vr unit because that's always a good idea yes raise the cost that will get people to actually buy into it because Man, it's just one of those things where it's like, whoopsies, maybe we should have actually thought about that more. But in August, it's going to be raising to a extra $100 for this one. You will be getting Beat Saber with it. But like I said, it... There is no good argument for VR right now. I don't see a path forward for VR unless they figure out how to make really killer games with it. But right now they're just really lackluster experiences and you don't need extra equipment if it's just lackluster experiences. All right, moving on. And the next game to be free on Prime Gaming in August is StarCraft Remastered. Now, this is actually great news because... The original StarCraft is great. When they remastered it, it was even better because you actually play it in modern machines. And now, it is, is it a big graphical update from the original? Yes. Is it going to blow you away with the graphics? Eh, not so much. But it does look really good. You can also get, which I don't think is actually worth the money, like a $20 like cartoonified version of it. It's just a skin, which... I think it's like five bucks to be honest with you. It, it makes it look cutesy, but beyond that, the game itself. Yes, please get it for free. It's one of the prime examples of how RTS was so popular back then. I played it when it first came out and it was just a fun game in general. So yes, if you have not played the original Starcraft, I highly recommend getting the remastered version. All right, so it looks like the next gen of AMD and NVIDIA GPU is finally getting one step closer to launch the EuroAsia Economic Commission. 
basically has the registered cards for it. And this is just brings it one step closer to actually fruition. Do I think they're going to sell as well as the previous ones? No, because there's a major oversupply. There's going to be a major oversupply for quite a while. The problem is that regardless of the white house actually wants to redefine a recession or not, we're in a recession. So with that being said, more people have less money to actually buy luxury items. And I call this more luxury items because you could use your old graphics card for quite a while. You don't need to get a new one. It's nice to have a new one because of all the new wizardry that they do. But for the most part, you don't really need to. Now there is a breakdown on the NVIDIA cards, the ranging. So it's going to be the 450, 450 Ti, 460, 460 Ti, 470, 470 Ti, 480, 480 Ti, 490, 490 Ti. Now they're probably going to re release the first part is 490, 480, 470, 460, 450, and then eventually several months later, release the Ti versions of it. And in AMD side, there's going to be the 7900, 7800, 7700, 7600, and 7500, and then the XT versions as well. They might actually release the XT versions with it. Really just depends on what they're actually going to do with it. But like I said, it will be very interesting to see how well the sales do this time around and not when the 6000 series for AMD and the 3000 series for NVIDIA actually sold because those actually went out pretty quick because people had money to burn. Now we'll see how quickly people have money to burn when they in an actual recession. It's going to be quite different. So should be interesting to see how well this actually will do. All right, moving on to Returnal. It looks like Returnal is going to be a PC port on it, which in turn Returnal was a very interesting game on the PS5 where when you died, you just kept on going back to the start and trying to figure out what was going on, how you crash land on this planet. Very interesting experimental game, I would call it. But the interesting part about this is that there may be a playable port for the PC port on the Steam Deck. So that would be even more of an interesting way of actually buying Returnal because you could actually play it on the go. Now, I did report yesterday or did talk about yesterday that in the heat, the Steam Deck doesn't do very well, so be on the lookout for if it gets too hot, like Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, or even like Oregon's been pretty hot recently. Don't take it out if it's like 100 degrees because it, your Steam Deck will shut down. Like once it gets 205, it shuts down. So be on the lookout for that as well. But like I said, very interesting to see what looks like is going to be a PC port for it. I think it return will be a great port for PC because it is mostly a shooter game and it'd be very interesting to see how well I do a shooter game when it's not on a controller because I'm terrible on a controller. That's why I like PC a lot more for first person shooters and third person shooters in general. But that's where we're at on that one. So we'll see. We'll see how well this actually does, but for the most part, I'm actually pretty excited to see Returnal come to the PC. All right. For those that are still playing the New World game, there is going to be an update that brings, well, a lot of major changes in music. Yes, you can play some instruments. Should be interesting to see how people abuse that. But apparently there will be 31 songs you can collect and learn to play. 
solo or in a group. And these instruments are the guitar, the mandolin, the upright bass, drums, and a zooth flute. Interesting. And you can play alone or up to a group of five people and better performances get better rewards, including trade skill, XP, and buffs. Spectators will also get buffed and can tip the players for, by tossing coins. So toss a coin to your new world person and get more songs by salvaging pages all throughout the game world as well. There also will be updates with the expeditions, expedition groups, and removal of tuning orbs. Also, be a loot rebalancing with expedition bosses to drop less gold and the difference move to darkness, breaches, and elite chests. The new resources materia will drop from bosses and be salvaged from expedition drops. You'll, you'll be able to use it to craft the drops you want to reduce dependence on randomness. So there you have it. You can play, you can toss a coin to your favorite player in the new world, and... You can play with friends as well. And there's different types of instruments to play on. So it looks like interesting. At least Amazon is still updating the game and still trying to create new content with it. They do need a major update and do a little bit more to it, but at least they're giving you something for it. I would say playing in a band, interesting way of going about (laughs) updating content. All right, moving on. One of the top news was that looks like Knights of the Old Republic won't ever be coming out. It's on indefinite hold. The problem is, is that, well, it looks like Asperian, I think that's how you say the actual name of the developer, just the slice of game that they gave to Lucasfilm, which was formerly LucasArts, but Lucasfilm Games and Sony, well, it wasn't well received, meaning that it probably was a lot of bugs, just wasn't fun to play and just wasn't up to par on what they were actually imagining, or at least the developer was pitching them to be. So it looks like developer overplayed its hands and two people were fired from this. Now, am I upset that we probably will never get a nice old public remake? Yeah, but can you play the old games? You can, there's remakes for it anyway. So, I mean, it would be nice to see it in Unreal 5 engine, but looks like that's never going to happen. So either play Sotar from the MMO for it or play the old games is probably the best way of saying it. I still say that the Knights of the Republic 2 is the best story from both the games, but Knights of the Republic played a lot better and the story was a little bit more easy to understand from the vanilla standpoint. Once you got the mod that basically brought back a lot of the cut content, Knights of the Republic 2's story was a lot better and you understood a lot more and it filled in a lot more gaps than the actual vanilla release game did. So, unfortunately, we will just have to wait and see if there's a new developer. Maybe Saber Interactive can take the reins and actually do this or we will actually never see this game ever unless somebody just remakes it as a passion project and Lucasfilm doesn't shut it down. All right. My hot take of the, the week is going to be going woke gets you more broke more actually makes, makes you broke. So here's the problem is that now a lot of gaming companies are like, Ooh, we can go woke and it's going to be all awesome. And it's, it, it's not to be honest with you. Stop it what we've seen from the recent past history of Top Gun 
the terminal list is that if you basically just make good products or good media, people will buy it. If you just make stuff that's woke, people are not going to buy it because it's just crappy. Case in point, the Aurora Inclusive Edition, which is weird, first of all. It's Logitech G's new inclusive line, which basically looks like it's they just like strapped on white and made it look awful and be like, look, we made something. There is a wireless keyboard and also a wireless gaming keyboard, excuse me, and a gaming keyboard, the G715 and the G713. Also the G735 wireless gaming headset. And the funny part is the G705, which is basically a dumber version of the G305, which is a lot cheaper. So the 705 is $100 for... 4,000 less DPI and a much less battery life issue. The G305, which is 30 to $40, depending on when you actually get it, has a lot of colors, no lights, but can last up to 250 hours on a single AA battery and has 12,000 DPI, which that one does not. Now the 705 is a little bit lighter than the 305, but I'm not really concerned about that whatsoever. Also, the Corsair smaller keyboard just looks a lot better than this thing. This And the, there, there's a heart case. I mean, who are they trying to market this to? It's weird. There's also like a cloud, like, wrist rest for it it's weird it's like hey how can we make this as feminine as possible and alienate most of our base uh, i know let's do an inclusive line and then have this ad advertising that looks like it's came out straight from the woke ideology and then people will buy it and i'm like yeah no i'm not buying stuff from you anymore I, I wasn't really going to say this, but when they actually did announce that they're, they will pay for their employees to kill their babies. I was like, I'm out. I'm finding new products to get to actually get rid of all my Logitech stuff. You done not done very well, but this just like, this is just an extra example of why I'm not buying from them anymore. They're already on my list of like, okay, fine. I will not buy from you anymore. I will look at the other ones because there are plenty of other companies I can get my peripheral gear from Logitech. I just don't understand this, which leads me to <laughs> Grand Theft Auto six. So, and, and it's Jason Scherzer. So, I mean, take it with a grain of salt, but they have their first female protagonist. It's Latina. I'm like, okay, so that's the main headline is that it, it's, we're doing identitarian now. Identitarianism is going to be, well, what's happening. The problem is the, the new direction of the company is because of the departure of Dan Hauser, who led the creative direction on many previous games. Also indication that Grand Theft Auto 6 will feel very different than its predecessor. I Meaning it could be actually crappy. Like, like really guys, like, congratulations on killing grand theft auto on this like woke crusade like i don't understand the crusade on this at all this doesn't make any sense your original game made fun of everybody which i am fine with make fun of everybody but do not try to create a culture around wokeness which is basically around your gender 
your made up gender ide- identities, your skin color, not merit because merit is the best way of doing it. But yes, it's, it's going to be a kinder, gentler company, which basically means that you're going to be walking on eggshells because you could offend anybody. Anybody that you offend, you could be fired for for accidentally offending them because they can't not take anything at all. I mean, what was the point? Your The point of your game was to offend everybody. And I'm fine with the South Park, I guess, vision of just offending everybody because that's the best way of doing it. Offend everybody, please. I'm fine if you offend conservatives. I'm fine if you offend liberals and woke people. Offend everybody because everybody needs to be offended because you're not impervious to being offended to because that's not the point of life. You, you say something, I say something on my podcast and you could be disagreeing with it. And that's fine. Like I'm not expecting you to agree with everything that I say, but the point of this game was to be almost like a cultural, like flashpoint or snapshot in what's going on culture. So maybe this is the best way of doing it, but it's doing a lens of humor and making fun of, how culture is the problem right now is that they're not going to be making fun of culture at all. They're going to be part of it, which people bought uh, grand theft auto three, four, five, and because it made fun of things in society, not because it was nice. If you're going to be nice, then the problem is, is that it's not going to be funny. The character is not going to be well fleshed out. And the story's going to be awful. And Rockstar, you're going to kill yourself by going woke and then going broke. And maybe you should all have a refresher that a lot of companies that are primarily woke don't do very well. They don't. If you're going to have a female protagonist, fine. But if your main thing is that, Oh, she's Latina. And then be like, what? And it's going to be a Bonnie and Clyde bank robber thing. That's and developers are being cautious not to punch down by making jokes about marginalized groups. that people said in contrast with, with previous games, you're not punching down when you're making fun of a group of people. That's making fun of a group of people. Stop saying you're punching down. You're not punching down to anything. Nobody's, unless you're a really small person, you're not punching down to anything. You're making fun of things that society does that are stupid. That's what this is all about. But if you continue down this path, no, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Five and Red Dead Redemption Two is going to be the last major successes from Rockstar, and everybody's going to be start hating your game and not buying it. It is very easy to go from really successful to a crappy developer that makes crappy games because you decide not to punch down on things that need to be made fun of. You are not impervious to being made fun of when you say stupid things. I'm not impervious to be made fun of if I say stupid things. That's how we live. That's how we grow. And that's how we survive life by saying, you know what? I got to have tough skin because people are making fun of me. And if I cannot back up my 
my ideas with logic and reason and try to make my argument better, then yes, I should be made fun of. But if your whole thing about Grand Theft Auto 6 is like, man, we need to have more minorities in here. Let's just make a Latina woman. That's not a good character to like base to start off on. Who is this character? What is their personality traits? What is their personality in general? What makes them tick? What do they like? What do they dislike? Like that type of thing. What are their weaknesses? What are their strengths? That type of thing makes an interesting, compelling character. Not this whole, well, we can't punch down. Those jokes are above us. We only look up in the sky because we don't want to look straight ahead because then we might be punching down. I am for sure thinking this will probably not go well for Rockstar. They may get a lot of copies bought this time around, but just like Bioware, just like Dice, people are going to be looking very cautiously at you if you do one miss, especially one miss from a comp- from a game that people love a lot. They will go back to Grand Theft Auto 5. They will continue to play Grand Theft Auto 5 if Grand Theft Auto 6 is not up to par. Because Grand Theft Auto 5 has a lot of things people can do, and if Grand Theft Auto 6 just sucks because it's just not what Grand Theft Auto is, then you will have a major problem on your hands. I'll probably say it right now. It's probably going to do well probably the first few weeks when people think it's just going to be the same like humor and everything else, and then they're going to find out that it's not, and it's kind of just this like... It's like slap fest and it's not really like they're pulling their punches on jokes and stuff. And it's not what it is. You're not going to be selling as much as you did with Grand Theft Auto 5 or Red Dead Redemption 2. But what do you think? Do you think I'm completely wrong about this or do you think it's going to be fine? Let me know in the comments below. But thank you for listening to Digital Coffee. As always, please subscribe to Digital Coffee on all your favorite podcasting apps. Leave a five-star review if you like this podcast or not. And join me next week as I talk about what's going on in the PC gaming industry. All right, guys, stay safe. Play the games you want to and punch down as much as you want because, seriously, people need and grips need to be made fun of. See you next week. Later.